Hello, my name is Sarah, and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can help guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hello, and welcome to the show. It is so nice that you're here. Today is the final episode about planetary connections to the chakras, the third eye and crown chakras, the two uppermost chakras in our common seven chakra chain. I mentioned last week that the upper chakras tend to have more than one planet that's associated with them, and that holds true for these last two as well. As always, we're not going to worry or fret about differences in traditions. That's normal and expected and okay. You can think of it as regional differences in interpretation over the generations. And we can realize that every idea has value and contributes to our understanding and exploration of the energy systems. If you're wondering why I say this all the time, it's because I get messages regularly from people who tell me, you said X, but I always heard Y, which is right. Or they tell me flat out that I'm wrong, which is fine, because hopefully that means they found something that sits well with them and benefits them in their work. The goal isn't to convince you my way is the right way. It's just to offer you new ways to think about your life and your energy and your environment. Take what you like. So let's talk about the third eye chakra and its planets. The third eye chakra contains intuition, visions, both external and internal, truth, and integrity. The shadow side holds illusion and division. The planetary connection is Jupiter, or at least that's what we'll talk about first. In chakra work, the third eye is often considered the master energy center, the place where the duality that is present in the other chakras is integrated, the place where we have a greater vision of the world, the universe, and our place in it. It's the chakra where we talk about great personal truth and the ability to see our way forward in that truth. In astrology, Jupiter is named after the king of the Roman gods. This would be Zeus in Greek mythology. And it's basically only associated with good things. Luck and fortune and the higher self. Philosophy and, and high-level thinking. Jupiter is a planet of expansion, which is fun because it's the biggest planet in our solar system and a planet of possibilities and the future. The third eye chakra is said to bring precognition or visions, and so is Jupiter when it's strong in your chart. Jupiter, like I said, is associated with luck, and from an energetic perspective, luck can be considered the ability to see opportunities and take them when they come along. A clear and balanced third eye is often the way we do that when we're living in our truth and open to seeing more than just what appears physically in front of us. Doors open and we feel confident stepping through them. That feels like luck, so I love this connection. Spiritual quests are also housed in Jupiter. And while we might think of those as being more crown chakra related, 
there's quite a bit of that found in the third eye as well. Remembering, of course, that chakras don't really act individually, right? They work together in the whole system, just like planets don't work independently of the rest of the universe. A spiritual journey requires faith, whether that's in a deity or yourself or just the process. It takes a certain measure of belief that the next step is there, whether you can see it or not. Or when you're exploring ideas that are vastly different from what you were raised with or that your friends and family think are a little out there, faith in the journey and your ability to take it is an attribute of Jupiter. And I would offer that faith is a huge component of luck, like a a simplified law of attraction or manifestation. When you have faith in the outcome, and especially when you have faith in yourself, you create opportunities for yourself, even if you don't always mean to. That's the good fortune of Jupiter and your balanced third eye chakra, allowing you to see it and step into it. Jupiter is not really considered to have much in the way of a downside, but for those who experience the luck of the planet, it can be easy to fall into the shadow side of the third eye chakra. Illusion. Since nothing works in a vacuum, the luck that can feel like it's being bestowed upon you from outside can make us complacent. It can create the illusion that we don't need to do work on ourselves. And honestly, some people will always live like this, and that's totally fine. For those of us, however, that are are looking to create lasting, sustainable change in ourselves and in the world, we have to remember that the effort, the attempt, is worth as much as the outcome, maybe more. The practices that we do, meditation, austerities, whatever it is that we do, the practice is the point. We put in the work and let go of the outcome. The illusion of the third eye and what could be considered the dark side of Jupiter is the idea that what happens is what matters. For examples, uh, the ancient yogis believed that meditation would bring them supernatural powers, but that wasn't the end goal. The, The goal, if you could even call it that, was to be free of the need for meditation and superpowers because the meditator was already at one with everything. Uh, For me, it gets a little complicated to think about, but what I try to remember is that whatever happens to us or for us isn't what defines us. Luck and good fortune are great, but they're not who we are. The illusion happens when we start to believe that we're what is around us rather than what's in us. So we work to balance our thrill at the good fortune of Jupiter with a third eye that lets us use it without becoming it. The other planet that you might hear being associated with the third eye chakra is Saturn. We talked a lot about Saturn last week and its association with the throat chakra. So if you want more details on Saturn and all it represents, please listen to episode 120. With the third eye, though, the planet leans more heavily on its tendency to stay on the straight and narrow, the strong determination to engage in right action. And while we often talk about action originating in the solar plexus chakra, 
It's the third eye that lets us see what the right action is. The strength of Saturn is what helps keep us focused, keeps our third eye focused on what needs to be done. And much like in the throat chakra, remembering the hard life lessons that Saturn teaches, that can either be the work of the third eye to clear up and learn those lessons, or we might think about it as the third eye chakra, once we have gone through our hardships, the chakra clears the way beyond the duality of the earthly realm into the spiritual or astral realm. This can feel like the opposite end of things from the ease of Jupiter, but I, I think it might be two sides of the same coin. And I, I do wonder if we are fighting against the truth we see in our third eye, acting in ways that don't support it, if we have the struggles of Saturn rather than the opportunity of Jupiter. That's just my own thought, and you will have to see if that resonates with you. And finally, the crown chakra. The crown chakra contains our connection to the divine, peace, cosmic consciousness, and divine compassion. The shadow side contains attachment. The planetary connection is the moon. The moon is our closest planet, or celestial body, technically, and has an enormous effect on our physical world. And I, I think that a lot of us would agree that it has an effect on our spiritual world as well. I'm a big follower of moon cycles, as you may know, and like to use the new moon and the full moon for specific meditations, specific energy work. My uh, asana practice also incorporates moon days, and I notice a change in my personal energy depending on where the moon is in its cycle. The point is, the moon is a presence in our lives, and I really connect to the idea of this being the planet associated with the crown chakra. I love that it's so close and that I can see it nearly every night. It reminds me that the divine is closer than we think, that the universe and cosmic energy are not ideas that exist somewhere far away, but that they're right here with us at every moment. I mean, a lot of times you can even see the moon during the day. It's a part of our existence that's easy to take for granted, just like our connection to the divine. In astrology, they talk about the moon being representative of your soul. The sun is your ego, your conscious self, kind of like the solar plexus chakra that it's associated with, like we talked about in episode 119. The moon is your subconscious or your true deepest, most authentic self. It's a very feminine energy, the opposite of the very masculine energy of the sun. And of course, remembering that this is not male and female in the limited way we think about them related to biology or gender. It's types of energy, vibrations that have been given the names masculine and feminine. Sometimes a woman's menstrual cycle is even referred to as the moon cycle, showing how much we have known for centuries about the feminine, divine aspect of this astrological body. The moon is also associated with memory. And when we think of it as being the planetary body of the crown chakra, I have to imagine that this is genetic memory as well, more of a, a collective unconscious memory as they talk about in psychology. 
the idea that genes and their expressions are passed through generations of people, which that's empirically known, and that there's a collection of knowledge that we also have access to when we're open to it. Yeah, obviously, this is harder for scientists to test, but experientially, it's true. The crown chakra is our access point, if you will, to a broad knowing. Some people call this intuition, which in astrology is highly correlated to the moon. As I said, the moon is representative of your subconscious. And that's where a lot of this lies, where information goes and is sometimes put together in ways we're not even aware of until an idea or, or gut feeling is presented to the conscious mind. I've, I've talked quite a bit about intuition and instinct and how they relate to the chakras, but we're really at our best in this area when we're connected and clear in our crown chakra, fully balanced there. You can use the cycle of the moon every 28 days to enhance your intuition simply by taking note of when you feel really connected to the divine and where the moon is in her cycle. For example, I notice that I'm extremely tired around the new moon every month. I find that for me, it's a time to reflect and prepare rather than take massive actions. My intuition is better when I rest at this time and try to solve problems and make decisions the other 25 days of the moon cycle. There are even yoga traditions that ask us to take moon days off from our practices, not doing postures on new moons or full moons. We're simply so close to the moon that when we're really in touch with the cosmic connection it represents, that we we can't help but be affected. Learn how your own patterns and habits coincide with this planet and start to harness your power around it through the crown chakra. Now, like some of the other chakras, different traditions might associate different planets with the crown chakra. While I've found the moon to be most common and most useful to me, it is also connected to Saturn and Jupiter, which you might find makes more sense to you. Now, I have discussed both of those planets at length in other chakras. I talked about Saturn with the throat chakra and just now the third eye chakra and Jupiter as well with the third eye. If you decide that one of those planets works better for you, go back and listen to the information on that planet while thinking about the characteristics of the crown chakra. You may find that something there resonates with you more. Astrology is a very complicated discipline and art as much as a practice. It may be that your particular birth chart connects you more to Saturn for the throat chakra and Jupiter for the crown, or however your makeup experiences the world. We also talked about the moon being the associated planet to the heart in episode 120, so that might make more sense to you. As I've said a million times, these are all tools that we use to create the life we want to live. So you have to select what works for you and the person you want to be in the world. I've shared with you that in a lot of practices, the idea is to get to the point where we don't need the tools, that we just use what's inside us. And even then, that's a tool that we look to shed. It all depends on how you are going on your journey. So that concludes our series on the chakras and the planets. I hope you learned a few things that you can take with you as you go. 
At the very least, I hope you learned a few things that interested you for a few minutes. As always, you are invited to join me on Facebook and Instagram at Your Chakra Coach. Those are great places to reach out with questions or ideas. Sometimes I know what I want to talk about, but you have things you want to know. I've definitely done entire episodes on topics that other people have expressed an interest in. So if you have an idea or something you want to know more about, let me know. Also, if this show is making an impact in your life, consider joining the Patreon page. This show is completely self-supported, so anything that you want to contribute is greatly appreciated. There are also videos and meditations and other bonus content there. Plus, I've been known to offer a bit of one-on-one coaching to Patreons here and there. So, until our next episode, I wish you all the best, and I hope you have a great week. Bye.